0: We now return to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz with
1: your hosts, Bill Holfeld and Joe Maniscalco.
2: I'll keep working my way back to you,
1: babe. Welcome back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz here on AM 970 The Answer. I'm your host, Joe Maniscalco, senior editor at laborpress.org. With me in the studio is publisher, Neil DePell. Hi, Joe. Neil, uh, you're rocking pretty, and rolling. Pretty good show so far. What do you think? Tremendous. Wow, tremendous. It blew me away that Hudson Yards issue. Union versus non-union, uh, what's going on across the country is incredible, incredible. They don't want people, the rich people don't want the average guy to make a living. It's unbelievable. So anti-American. All right. What What is American is... Uh world's greatest arena and we had the opportunity to, to, to be at MSG recently, talk to uh phenomenal uh, you know a really great group of labor people and we also had a, a, a chance to interview uh, Rich Claffey, the executive vice president of venue management over who at MSG. Who started who started his career as electrician. Started his career mm-hmm. as an electrician. Uh, he went on tour with Bruce Springsteen and uh, we're gonna he we're gonna hear Steve Wishnier's interview with with uh, Rich right now.
0: When you do a rock concert, how does it work with I know you know say a band like The Grateful Dead have their own crew, come most rock bands have their own crew, so how do you intersect with them?
2: Well the the uh, so the Grateful Dead, for instance, they will they will um, we'll do what we call an advance with them, so we'll talk to their their production manager, production manager here at the Garden, Steve Taylor, director of production, will call, will speak with the promoter and the promoter rep and the Grateful Dead's production manager and they'll advance the show up to a year out. We'll, we'll, we'll make an offer for the band to play here. We will uh, advance their production rider and uh, all the way up till, we're making changes all the way till the day of the load and once the, once the Grateful Dead's crew gets out of the bus, they then uh, will work directly with the Madison Square Garden crew to assemble the show so essentially the road crew will direct the Madison Square Garden crew what the requirements are for that particular production for that day but our stagehands are so versatile that they do that a hundred times a year in the arena and another hundred times a year downstairs in the theater so they know all the road crews they're very cohesive they get along great with them some of the road crews that come in some of their members, some of the road crew members have become Local 1 members over the years and uh, have become stage hands here when they get off the road. They'll, they'll come to the Garden and they'll work here because they're talented, you know. So, but it's, it's a very good collaboration. We have a huge um, uh, rapport with the Billy Joel crew because Billy's our fourth franchise we cause, call him here. He's a very, very good friend of all of ours at, here at the Garden, and his crew... Equally uh, friends as well with all of our crew. We all know each other since, um, you know, we're kids basically. All we worked together since the '80s. A lot of the stagehands and the Billy Joel crew.
0: Uh, Joe said that you used to work with Bruce Springsteen.
2: Yes, uh, I were I toured with I toured with Bruce um, in 1992 with the other band. I didn't tour with the E Street Band. It was when Bruce Bruce uh, tried something new, and he went with uh, different musicians. Except for Roy Bitten, who Roy is, uh, Roy was uh, is still with Bruce, but he he was the only E Street band member that toured with us. But um, I, it was a very great year for me in 1992 when I when I worked for Bruce. What were you
0: doing?
2: I was I was a, a assistant carpenter, and I was uh, I was the uh, assistant rigger on the tour. Um, so I was the high wire guy. Went up and hung all the motors, and um, and all the for the sound systems and the lighting systems all through Europe and half of the united states i think i yeah was everywhere so that was uh that was a great year a lot of fun and bruce was to this day he's like you know one of the best guys i've ever ever met i think i think bruce is the greatest american i've ever met in my life i always tell my kids that because he's he's just and he's one of the smartest people i've ever met that's that's the truth
0: i haven't read his memoir yet but like to he's
2: what you see is what you get there he's the real deal you know he's the real deal so you said basically
0: the the road crew of whatever bands coming will direct the madison square garden crew you know this is where we want things but the madison square garden crew sort of you know knows where to put the pa in this room
2: they'll 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 know they'll get it they'll get we'll do an advance they'll get a, a schematic They'll know uh, the stage needs to be six feet from the back wall. Some 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 shows put the stage out further. Justin Timberlake built his stage all the way to the back of the, uh, of the from goal to goal. His stage was 27 tractor trailers. Um, but they'll they'll get the requirements. Our production director and they'll and they'll disseminate that information to our Terry and, and Adam and, and they get it out to the rest of the guys. And it's, uh, it's 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 like clockwork here. They're so good these guys.
0: What's the capacity? Uh, Madison Square Garden.
2: I know it's around 19. For thousand. Billy Joel's about our biggest. Yeah, it's about 19,000 people. We had 19,000 in here the other night for Billy. A little over nineteen three. If you do a show in the round, you get you get a little bit more. You can get to 20. Um, but uh, most of the shows, uh, the bigger shows that Billy does, are 19,000 or so. But
0: if you go up to 20, that means you have some people behind the stage.
2: Yeah, Billy does three hundred and sixty. So there are people behind the stage. There, it all depends on the configuration. If you have a small boxing ring in the center of the garden, like we yeah. had two weeks ago, Lomachenko fought here, yeah. you can get twenty thousand in the building. And then basketball
0: and hockey, you be smaller
1: because you got to
2: have the whole floor. You lose. You lose the floor seats on on hockey. You lose. You're you're down two thousand. Yeah. Uh, basketball, we average around seventeen thousand, um, and and hockey. Um, uh, it all depends but probably 15 5 16,000 yeah.
0: Uh, anything, you know, unusual or interesting that you'd like to talk about that's happened here?
2: Um there's a lot, every day is interesting here at the garden. Um, we have so many situations that you know, everybody here uh, at MSG, the employees here, they see so many different events. There, the, the busiest arenas in the country do 135 events a year and we do 430, so you know, some of the bigger markets may have, may have some of the um, you know do a lot of events, but the employees here see so much and are so good at, at, for instance, we convert we convert our ice to basketball in 2 hours and 35 minutes, there's nowhere in the country that does that that fast. They're so they're so versed in it. We do a Knicks game at twelve noon, and we go to hockey by seven o'clock. And we're we're and we're, we're we we change we play the game. We get everything out of the way. We put the hockey ice back in, or the, the dasher in, and we are playing hockey at seven p.m. It's 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 not. We do that seven eight times a year here, and it's unheard of. So. Those are the cool things that this crew can do here, and the and the, the, the people that work here can they can change on a dime. And we do night after night after night; it's a different event every day.
0: What's involved in converting from hockey to basketball or basketball to hockey?
2: Well, two hundred and fifty or so people uh, when we do it when we do a changeover that's back to um, back because you have to clean the whole the entire bowl. You have to clean the concourses you got to bring in an extra tractor trailer just to get the garbage out um, because you're in a rush I'm talking about when we do back to backs you're trying to get get the next crowd in but it's um it's a it's a very very orchestrated uh, uh process where you know you got to remove the court you got to you got to bring out the dasher you got to take the, the there's a floor on top of the ice cuz the yeah. ice stays from September 1st until right. till the Rangers are done playing hockey so the ice is down all year. So there's a floor on top of that that you stand on if you're at a Village Old concert. So that goes away. The Dasher goes in. Uh, um, the, the Zamboni has to come out on the ice and make it nice, smooth it out. Then um, the players have to come out and skate. So there, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a process that, um, from start to finish, is very fast. And, um, but it works. It works big time. And
0: what's a dasher?
2: Dasher is the stuff around the ice where the players, with the, the glass will sit on top of the dasher. Right. It's the boards. Yeah. It's the boards. Okay.
0: Anything else you think important
2: I haven't asked you about? Grace, what do you think?
0: Well, maybe in your expanded role, what that means and what you're doing in other venues now.
2: So all the general managers in the other venues that I oversee report in here. So I have a every day I have daily responsibility over those venues and the events that goes in that go into those venues. I also have, I have capital improvement. Um, I have to make sure Radio City stays pristine and the Beacon, and and these that these buildings are running up to MSG standards as far as aesthetics and um, keeping the landmark. Some of the buildings are landmarked, so you have to make sure that you keep up with that and make sure you keep the original carpeting in Radio City, the same fabric that you had on the walls in 1932 is there now. Um, obviously, it's not the same exact, but it's the same model and the same make and the same manufacturer. The carpet is made at Radio City in, in in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. It's the same person that made it when the building opened in 32. So that kind of stuff we have to keep our eye on every single day that something's not changing because A, you're not allowed to, and B, we wouldn't want to. <laughs>
1: Alright, we wanna we wanna thank Rich Claffey for, for doing that, for sitting down with uh, Steve Wishner. And that does it for another episode of Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz. I want to remind everybody if you like us, follow us on Twitter at Labor Press and, Wine, and also tune into iTunes and SoundCloud and of course visit laborpress.org for your daily labor news. And don't forget to tune in next Sunday night here at nine PM for more blue collar buzz on AM nine seventy BM